Tubes. They're gonna talk about it. TV Tubes. You're gonna scream and shout it. TV Tubes. Just sit back and relax. It's your favorite 90s cartoon podcast. TV Tubes. What up, my cane makers? John Kane Maker, that is. I like, can we stick with Bruce Tim? Or Oh, is that what it was last time? Yeah. I don't remember. I change it every time. Yeah. Uh, it's been animation people for the last, like, eight episodes. Yes. John Kane Maker is an animation historian who wrote uh, the book that I brought today, so that's why I said it. It's appropriate. Um, yeah, it used to be um, What's Up Bitches, which we decided to change. <laughs> uh, we realized we should just update that and not be as offensive. We didn't know how to do podcasts. Um, I loved and talk it. talk to people. <laughs> I thought it was great, too. I loved it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, again this week for our 13th episode and season finale. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, joining us this week, uh, the very funny, talented uh, host at Geek and Sundry, Nerdist, uh, 150 other places, <laughs> uh, uh, plays on Saving Throw, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Vorpal. That's me. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. I didn't chime in in the first part because I thought you were giving David a note and you were going to have him redo it when he was like, can um, we... St- the first time <laughs> said, I did. Well, this... you said, can we stick with Bruce Tim? And I thought that yeah. was going to like... Yeah. This pod- is, you this thought you were going to redo is, it. This is just me getting notes okay. for an hour. Get ready. Okay. Uh, can so, I can also give one the notes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, no, this is heavily edited. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah. Not true. Uh, on GarageBand <laughs> in, like, five minutes. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Of course. Yeah, lovely to be here. Um, you are doing our 13th episode. Oh, my God. My birthday's on March 13th. Oh. And it's uh, never it's never been an unlucky number for me, so. Uh, perfect. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we were, we were supposed to do 12, um, but then we were talking, and when I asked you to come on the show and the idea of this show uh, I liked it so much um, that I'm just like or this particular episode yes because the idea for this you episode. said do you want to come on and, and do my cartoon podcast where we're talking yeah. about our favorite cartoons growing up and I mm-hmm. go oh just so you know I'm yeah. out of the loop on that <laughs> because I grew up in Malaysia when mm-hmm. I from three until seven years old and okay. then and then when I moved back there was just so much assimilation to be done yeah. that I think I think I'm not proud of this, but at age 11 or 12, we were watching Barney because we were just so mesmerized by these things because our the way that we got the things that we watched, mm-hmm. because it was all in, I think, Ninja Turtles, okay. they had dubbed in English. Mm-hmm. So we were fans of that for while that aired, which was not long in Malaysia, uh, like a year or something. And then, mm-hmm. and then our cousins would v- VHS tape stuff that was just on uh-huh. and it was and i sent you them and it, they would send it to you yeah so we just watched the same episode over and over Whoa. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty wild and it was pretty obscure i was looking back at these and they were from such a specific time period mm-hmm. and i guess they got tired of sending them to us or something <laughs> i, I it, it's just it's such a blur in my mind but when people are talking about uh, you know thundercats or whatever you guys watch uh, 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 he-man <laughs> I yeah. know of these things. I just don't know really what a Thundercat is. Okay. And, and I, I know that I had a haircut like He-Man once, but <laughs> I never had actually seen mm-hmm. an episode. Uh, well, that's fine. I mean, I used to, um, my parents would take me to Greece uh, every couple of summers um, and dealing with like my cousins there and like the like TV situation because I was basically raised by TV. So 
I didn't want to go and like look at monuments or anything for the most part. I would sit and try and watch TV. But they just had old cartoons from like the 80s, and this is in the mm. middle of the 90s. And it was all just dubbed horribly. Yeah. It didn't sync up. Uh, it was a lot of like Scooby Doo, and all of that was going on in the middle of the 90s when I'm just like, what? All the other stuff that I was mm-hmm. watching at home, it's going to take like 10 years for it to get here. The which universal is language of Scooby Doo. Yeah, trust me. That it's I very do not relatable. know. I don't speak that language. No Scooby Doo. Oh my God. I know, I know. Well, the other thing I learned, I was on my way here and I was talking to my mom on the phone in the car mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm going to go do a cartoon podcast. And she goes, uh, She revealed to me, she, she and my dad had this crazy way of curating the cartoons and it had to have it had to have some level of education beyond just a moral code. Like, you couldn't just wow. learn a moral. You had oh. to also learn, like, like my, the bee was names of plants and the way that bees pollinated and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't... So Captain Planet was out. Because wow. it, that's just about teamwork and, and saving the day. <laughs> and teamwork isn't good enough. I feel like but I rem- had some educational parts that Captain Planet. I mean, I maybe, but... It's my mom and dad curating it, and it was yeah. their own perception. So, yeah, even Scooby-Doo, she, she just told me, she goes, yeah, we, we really did curate what you guys were able to watch. And if it didn't have that, what a waste of time. Wow. And it was like TV off. So wow. I was like, maybe it's that I grew up in Malaysia. Or maybe <laughs> it's just that I had these parents. <laughs> what do your parents do? Um, my dad, is, they, he's retired, but he was an oil engineer. And then my okay. mom had a chemical engineering she was she was an oil engineer but then she was a stay-at-home mom um mm-hmm. she got a master's in business but never really so smart used it. people i think parents people. parents who work in the oil industry that's the real reason you didn't watch captain <laughs> yeah Planet. i'm pretty sure that's why too i mean, <laughs> I mean they're good people uh, <laughs> Just, yeah I, I actually have well we don't have to get into it i my twin sister's in the oil industry now. oh damn so I mean, you're, we're the, all from te- texas you're the black well. sheep Sorry, we're all from texas i no, all of my, I've got three sisters. Look, oh. we're all very different. I get all it. of us, even okay. my, me and my twin, really diverse individuals. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Let's not dive into that though. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, this uh, this is like maybe you're maybe the third guest we've had who grew up. Uh, outside of the U.S. and therefore has a different relationship with cartoons, or mm-hmm. rather. Uh, a stronger connection to more obscure cartoons. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't have to be PC about it. Yeah, I, I just missed the boat. Is <laughs> is the way I think I it's really it. cool and interesting though, because yeah. like, because like, how many people do you know our age who like fucking love Tom and Jerry? You know what I mean? We yeah. had a friend of mine on Maria, Maria who grew up in Russia, and like for some reason that was it for her. Well, it and didn't so it have creates any these unique. Language, so yeah, that that's great. a big part of it. Um, and so it creates these unique connections that. Uh, mm-hmm. That the rest of us don't have. And we had Oscar on, who uh, grew up like you with, um, what was it called? Newsles, which was... A, really? Well, not Newsles, but oh. he grew up with a Japanese anime mm. uh, in Colombia that was, you know, dubbed for him. So mm. he was getting that different kind of... Like, he wasn't growing up with the, like, language-less uh, cartoons... But he had something that was like a light years ahead of Tom and Jerry for the most part, story wise. Yeah. It was just, just insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Newsles was insane. We talked to you, I asked you what you had seen. Yes. Well, you each sent me three, uh, I guess, 
little snips from clips from YouTube episodes mm -hmm. or, or shorts in some cases mm -hmm. that you thought kind of defined your experience of cartoons, and then I sent you three of mine, and I I, re I watched all of them, including mm -hmm. the ones I sent you because I didn't realize it. And a couple of things: one, I apologize for the ones I sent. No, don't you? I was rewatching them, and I was like, this is unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> they were Maya the Bee. Uh, the episode about the, f the housefly. housefly. There was David the gnome that I, it I was about a birthday present. Or it, it's all about taking care of animals, so yeah. welcome to every episode. And then the other one, what was it? Oh, the noozles. Noozles. Which was about running away from home. And, and yes, <laughs> yeah. psychotic. Like, yeah. <laughs> re-watching that, I... I Winky is a character. Oh my God! Try, you try to describe what the plot of these things is. Okay, this is. I'm on your end from this because I had never seen any. Like I, wa I realized that I had watched David the Gnome in Greece uh, and it was badly translated, and nothing made well, sense. The other thing about David the Gnome is there's so much animation of gnomes taking care of animals, and then yeah. the dialogue is. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a, a like a minute, a sixty second uh, sequence where the gnome girl is op doing some opera singing for the animals, and you're like, oh my god, please stop. Yeah, sure. it's pretty insane. Sure. Uh, it was gorgeous though. Like it's very well animated. Have you seen David the Gnome or like only only in snippets? The meme? And it was a thing that I was aware of as a kid. But I think that's just because my name is David, and so sure. people would be like, "Man, David, David the, the Gnome." gnome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that I like stayed away from it. No, I I totally understand that. Um, but watching the because I wanted to see like uh, what you had watched. And Noozles was just beyond bonkers. Uh, Maya the Bee was psychotic because she, like, the fly, the fly in the episode insulted her. Uh, and she decided to try and sting him to death and chased him for about three minutes worth of, like, animation. Yes. And, 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 and both of those people are mean to each other. Like, yeah. Noozles... The they're two bears, two stuffed bears. I, two I actually, koala. Yeah, they're oh yeah, yeah. the koala bears, and they have a lipstick case that they use to draw a window into other worlds or other sure. places in this world, yeah. and they can hop through. That's kind of it, but the grandma can hear them too. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Winky is the smaller female bear, and she's a goddamn bitch. They're very much like a devil and an angel, like yes. giving advice. Okay, uh, and one. It was it Winky? Or who's the one who phases Wink. in and out of who has the case? The like, I think it's Winky because she's got the purse and, yeah. the, and the compact. Uh, Winky is like pure, just trying to cause drama and chaos. Because she tells this little girl, "Is just like yeah, you should run away. <laughs> your mom's lying to you. You your, suck. Your freckles are ugly. You, yeah, your the dress that you're wearing looks bad with your freckles. It and sounds fucked. Uh, it's crazy, <laughs> and I kind of want to watch more of it. The, the end insane. of the episode, uh, Blinky goes, "Winky, you probably shouldn't have been that." mean to her and that's it like that's all they address that's such a good lesson in, like, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute how are you able to watch this when there weren't any lessons uh, that's a good that's a maybe my mom the other oh the other way that they curated it is if they could stand the voices because animation <laughs> has, has some crazy ass voices sure, that's like true. muppet babies was out because of that um i think he-man would have been out because of skeletor mm. though like my mom's tolerance for mm -hmm. animated voices is low. Which is sad because He-Man is one of the most educational TV shows that's been around. True. Yeah. Is it? No, it's not. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, well, I, again, I don't know. I, uh, we like bits here. We like, <laughs> Fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, no, those episodes uh, were pretty eye-opening, uh, especially. Well, also with Maya the Bee, because the flies like clean themselves. This guy was oh, rubbing was his going ass. To town. This guy was just rubbing his ass. His arms were like through in between his legs, and he was just rubbing sure. himself, rubbing he was his butt. Going but entire, to town. Hell the entire, yeah. There are just sequences where he's got every time he had dialogue, you just see it. His his rear end just facing the butt. camera. He's turning around like a you know a very yeah. sexy. Oh, he was very creepy. Lady, and then he was just. Also, they made his like you know those insane the way that fly eyes are with like the multiple yeah. like, things of vision. They made those into glasses at some points because he was running oh, away yeah. and they would like pop up and you'd see eyes. And I'm just like, that's not how that works. It's kind of funny though. Yeah, it, and, and I didn't. The whole thing was very damaging. I didn't to me. realize that they were anime tr- mm-hmm. that were dubbed until yeah. I sent them to you. So as a, mm-hmm. as a child, I was like, no, these were things that that Americans watched because mm-hmm. they're in English. But they're not. They're, yeah. they're anime dubbed in English, and that's how we... I, I, it blows my mind. You were very much watching stuff that I feel like kids who were homeschooled would watch. Oh, totally, here. totally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're not here to talk about those. Great. Uh, Moving on. As much as I want to go back and watch Newsles and see what <laughs> other insanity they get into. Yeah. Um, but we're here... Cause, okay, so we asked you what... TV shows you watch, and you brought up those, and I'm just right. like, I don't know if we're going to watch those. Yeah, no problem. Um, and then I'm yeah, just great. like... I don't care. But the more I don't, you... Cannot, cannot recommend. Great. <laughs> it's just my childhood. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. After rewatching, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, no, you look very sad for having sent those. I'm just like, no, that's fine. It, uh, yeah. We've watched some crazy stuff for Truly. this. Truly. Um, but the more we talked about it, I'm just like, it would be cool if we could uh, be pretentious mm. and send you what we think uh, somebody who grew up outside of the country uh should have should be like exposed to as sort of like and i equated it very poorly to like a college education right the um, crash course a yeah. crash course boot camp yeah with uh david giving you the essentials uh mm. and me giving you like electives on stuff that you like mm. that might appeal to you and david just doing the like classics and animation that will help I give will you a say foundation it, it wasn't it just it wasn't fair because i'm not you know, 10 anymore. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I, I'm sure. a 33 year old woman. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. some of these didn't translate as something that I would like necessarily anymore, sure. but I, and y'all, yeah, you, you did curate them so differently. So mm-hmm. David sent me like the, like Looney Tunes, Mickey Mouse classic, mm-hmm. even a short film mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that blew my mind. And then, yeah, you sent me reboot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. And, what, and um, Oh, like, Mighty, Mighty Max. Max. Mighty Max. Yeah. Mighty Max. Uh, which Hector Navarro actually posted about Mighty Max this morning, oh, and I'm just like, I yeah, I yeah, that one doesn't hold up as well. He posted about it this morning. He's like, we need to reboot this, and I'm like, I am 100 percent on board. I think it does hold up. I thought it was fucking awesome. Oh, it's great. Like the animation's a little bit choppy, is what I no, meant. Dude, no, dude, the animation is good. Okay. It it was fun. It was fun to watch. <laughs> I I will say I like David's. I like yeah. David's stuff better. I, sure. And I. Cool. We could just end here. Yeah. I mean, but, but thanks for it, listening, guys. It is classic. It is classic. You could tell that these people who made these cartoons 
Um, it felt like they were both the artist, the the animator, and the writer. Right. Because it, it like that one where the circle is attracted to the squiggle. Let's but jump into one. these. Let's okay, let's do it. These. Let's okay. jump into uh, it. Professor uh, Kantroitz. Oh, hello. Thank you for joining me <laughs> in uh, Crash Course Animation uh, 101. Uh, yeah, so that, so I mean, we could start with that one. Yes. Uh, uh, yes I you? already have a question. Great. Yes, please. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, I great. Don't. Okay. I'm just going to oh. really, really figure out this classroom situation. I just wanted to see if the class work. clown, huh? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't care about going in order. We could talk about the dot and the line. Let's talk about the dot and the line. Which I believe... Uh, that was my favorite. I believe won an Oscar. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But okay, to give that a little of context, that was directed by Chuck Jones who is credited as being the guy who pretty much created what we think of the Looney Tunes as today. Like, he didn't mm-hmm. create Bugs Bunny, but he definitely created the persona that we know. He's mm-hmm. very Bugs much Bunny. into characters. His comedy was very yeah. character-driven um, and, like, very specific comedic timing. He would, like, give his animators notes down to the frame number. Yeah. Uh, we did an episode on Chuck Jones oh, nice. uh, with Adam McKay, but yeah. uh, you could reference that if you want to get like too nerdy about it. That was, but was that that wasn't he didn't do Tom and Jerry in the piano, did he? No, that's okay. uh, Hannah William Hannah Joseph okay. Barbera. Yes, Hannah Barbera. Funny enough, this book on Tex Avery has a foreword by William Hannah and an introduction by Chuck Jones. So they, <laughs> they, they were it's all, all inside of this. They were one all book. buddies together, like 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 making this new art form together basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, but so, so yeah, so Chuck Jones came from that like early Looney Tunes character, comedy driven stuff, and then went over to MGM and made really cool, weird shit like the dot and the line. Yeah. And a lot of that is, uh, thanks to Maurice Noble, who, uh, I think on the dot and the line is credited as production designer, but he basically, uh, worked with Chuck, uh, making background layouts, a lot of like stylized. I don't know if you've seen like Duck Dodgers uh, or any other Looney Tunes. Uh... I've seen Looney Tunes before. I know who mm-hmm. they are, and yeah. I think I've seen Tom and Jerry. Anytime there's like an angular, very stylized, pretty background, it's probably Maurice Noble. Okay. And so mm-hmm. like the the dot in the line is Maurice like pushing that like crazy for okay. these backgrounds and for these compositions. The, um, the backgrounds really in this good. were gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good and the, really pretty. The other thing is you can see how a child would really enjoy it and then mm-hmm. you see like the, the fucking like allegory of, of and you know that an artist wrote it because they're like gosh I wish I could just have fun yeah. but but no I have to draw this thing you know and, and probably like you know me Chuck Jones is giving me notes to the frame but it's gonna be better if I <laughs> spend all this time doing it yeah. Uh, yeah again it's very much the Chuck Jones approach of like creating characters mm-hmm. that are uh not not like shallow types necessarily, but like types that you can identify with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was his philosophy on all of his Looney Tunes uh, uh, cartoons. I feel like a broken record. We say this almost every episode, but Chuck Jones said a mind-blowing thing where he was like, we all want to be Bugs Bunny, but we all <clears throat> actually relate to Daffy because Daffy's a fucking anxious Lunatic. wreck. And everything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and everything goes perfectly for Bugs. So yeah. like that kind of dynamic, you even see a hint of that in the dot in the line, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, that, that blew my mind and captivated me in, in a way where I was totally unexpected because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going into this being like, all right, cartoons, let's see what's, uh, what's yeah. up, you know. Um, You've but, turned but into that, your parents. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, I, yeah, I've never been not my parents in yeah. that regard. I wasn't allowed to. Sure. Right. Um, sure. But yeah, that one took me by surprise. So that was lovely. And yeah. another one. Or do you want to do one that John sent? Uh, oh yeah, no. a little back and forth. Back and you forth. You want to go back and forth? Let's do it. We can do. I want to do reboot because you, you sent that to me, and I was like, oh, I know why he sent me this one, especially this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't. Um, rem- it was like Wizards and Warriors. It was a D and D episode. Yeah. It was Wizards, Warriors, and a word from our sponsor. Uh, I realized that after the fact how annoying Mike the TV is. Okay, I have beef to pick. <laughs> okay. It's not only it's not only Mike, but Pepper Ann is it, it kind of has this characteristic and. What was the other one you sent me? Oh, Mighty... Uh, Mighty Max. Mighty Max. But these precocious children, or Mike, Mm -hmm. these characters that are painted as nobody effing likes them. (laughs) Nobody does. So my main thing with them, and some of them are at times, they're the main character. And you're like, well, you you little brat, like, get it, your shit together. (laughs) Um, But And then everyone else is treating them very poorly and calling them, like, a wacko or whatever. Sure. But it just... I, I don't know... Again, I don't know enough about cartoons, but is that kind of what the 90s were like? You'd make this character that everyone gets to go, Mike, and ew, ew, Pepper Ann's here. Gross, gross, gross. Like, we hate her, we hate her, we hate her. Oh. Because that's, and then you're like, why would you make that character? Like, you uh, had control over this. A little bit. A little bit. Um, the whole thing with Mike the TV is that he was... Uh, it was... They, they had some trouble, like, getting uh, other characters in the first season uh, that were non... Um, like full human being characters. Okay. Uh, the majority of characters in like season one were like binomes, which are the smaller kind of hum- humanoid things okay. in there. Um, and Mike the TV, like they had a lot of people who were just stereotypes of things, and Mike was basically their just 100% pop culture character who just said things from TV, things from movies. And was just annoying, and they were just trying to... Essentially, the whole purpose of this episode was trying to, like, show that Mike wasn't just worthless completely the entire time, which he was the majority of the time in this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, no, I should have chosen something else I'm surprised for this. you chose <clears throat> that early of an episode, because yeah. I, I remember watching Reboot as a kid, and I remember there being a weird place where like out of nowhere they just straight up changed what the show was it get yeah that's season three season um, three yeah this was all my fault um <laughs> which is why I, it's uh, a fun episode again there's I a mean, lesson about teamwork yeah there is a lesson about teamwork yeah. and like respecting mike and he gets a little teary-eyed but it's then weird right into the lesson the lesson is like don't be a dick to annoying people but also like they're but, fucking but also, annoying. And, then, and then immediately yeah. right after shut up yeah. mike yeah um it's weird the because he's the, not going to change who he is. No, he's not. He's but a piece that of did that trash. did kind of hold an umbrella over the entire D and D episode. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> it's like this pop culture maniac just saying um, things like he dices, he slices. I should have sent more because I thought that this, I okay, I remember this episode with rose-colored glasses. Hey, obviously, hey, I think that's we what all we do. Yeah, yeah, like when I no, it's hundred percent true. When I sent you with my things and rewatched it, I was yeah. like, oh my god. So I very much felt what you did. That's the power um, of nostalgia. The, I, the, I looked up the voice actor of Mike the TV because at points I thought it was Billy West. Else. At other points I thought it was Rob Paulson. It's a dude named Michael Donovan who is most well known for doing the voice of Conan on Conan the Adventurer. Okay. Oh, well, he was talented. Like He was, he was sh- very good. He was shifting voices every... I mean, he was having a ball, but... I, he was I having sh- a great time. <laughs> I should have sent you this uh, different episode, but the, I wanted you... I wanted I wanted to put this show out there um, to show you a little bit of the... Because this show is very much 
kind of like a sort of RPG-ish show because uh, and it didn't have any... Con I gave you like the Wikipedia to try and help describe what was going on, but it did not help, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, um, I you, didn't read yeah, it. I, I had sense. plenty of work to do No, for no, this. I understand. I understand. How dare um, you? <laughs> I also had um, to get curious. First day of class sure. and already failing. Yeah, this is I'm all on the test, totally by the way. I'm Hermione Granger. There's a little Ron Weasley in me. Um, but essentially, uh, the great thing about Reboot is they would have... Uh, they're all living inside of a computer, uh, and they're all like... People, like things living inside of the computer, and uh, they all essentially like a godlike character in the show is called the user, and it's whoever's computer it is. Uh, and they play; it's just a kid who's playing games. It's very Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. So game cubes come down, and basically anybody who's caught inside of the cube becomes one of the, like NPCs. Uh, so they, that's why they yell reboot, and they reboot as a character inside of the game. Uh, and it's a bunch of different games. They like tap themselves out like in jujitsu, where they're like, yeah. "Not here!" And I'm, yeah, stop choking me. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they reboot into a character in the game, and their job is to beat the user, because if the user wins, that part of the city is destroyed, which they never really explained all that much, and didn't make sense because it's the '90s and computers were new. Um, yeah. But this is the first compu like fully computer animated show that was ever on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, which was a huge thing. Um, but uh, it in that way that it's very much like, sort of like what you do with what you where you go into different games yeah. and you can be different people for each one. Yeah. Uh, and you have to just learn to adapt with each one because there's different rules in every game. Uh, sometimes you have to like. Uh, let certain users in the game win before you can win right. to actually keep everybody from losing. Yeah, uh, listen. Um, okay, I don't know that I would like this show. <laughs> well, probably, probably not. I mean, I mean, it um, looked it looked very experimental and fun, and like that 3D animation. I know at the time was yeah. probably like wow, Season, but it is it yeah. is virtually unwatchable. One hundred percent. And I, I don't I don't mean to dis like your experience, but yeah, again, like I'm not an eight year old kid anymore. Listen, I have to look at it. Listen, and I, I get didn't it. enjoy it. I loved it too much. I yeah. have a tattoo of it. Uh, it's, it's, I want you to shit on your baby. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, it, what legitimately, like se seasons one, season one is garbage. Uh, that's on me. But it's interesting. Yeah. Like, I did like watching it. Be okay, so here, here's what I did enjoy. I, mm. I loved, I could tell easily it was a D&D &D game. Mm. I liked the monsters. I loved uh, the sequence where they were uh, going through the levels. Uh -huh. And it was just like, level 58, this weird thing. And there was a there was not a beholder, but kind of a beholder. Yeah. And, and they were just running and dashing. And, and the combat wound up being fun. Mm -hmm. Mike wrecked it for me. Yeah, like, he did I didn't for me under too. I was like, none of these jokes mean anything. They're not, they don't come from anywhere. Yeah. Also, a third of the dialogue in this episode was uh, everybody yelling Mike. Uh, yes. <laughs> in anger at Mike. And he didn't even do anything. And he was the warrior. And they was yeah. like, they were so. I, I thought, wow, this is gonna be funny because they're so surprised who is who got chosen as the rogue and the wizard, yeah. and and Mike's the warrior. And then it just felt like it never paid off. Like they got maybe one joke out of each of that, yeah. each of them, and that was it. Listen, if this was a college course this would be something this episode i would have left for a sub 
Um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's. But I, I love that it's yeah. out, like it's love that it's out there, right? You were just yeah. like, hey, look at what you missed <laughs> or like didn't miss. It's more so. I came up with a list of shows that I thought you would appreciate as a whole, and mm. then I realized after I sent these out, I'm like, after yeah. I sat down to watch it this week, I'm just like, oh god, this was garbage, and I should have chosen a different one. But but I love that you didn't because yeah, because, yeah, yeah and that's so it's so interesting because mm. I chose some stuff that I was like, definitely remember this. Yeah. Oh, and then you go back and watch it, and you're like. Oh my God! I'm yeah. fucked. What did I do? What, did I, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. I could write a dissertation on Mike. I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, you. But my, what, what are one of your thoughts? <laughs> one of on my Mike? thoughts is. I mean, I don't know what year this was, but uh, I think that it. an enormous blessing and curse to all of animation is Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah. Because oh, I think that like. Oh, good call. People looked at that and. And a lot of things happen. I think one thing that happened is, oh, we should always cast famous people, which is a You're negative right. side effect. 1994, by 94 the is this, yeah. and Aladdin was nine, I think, same year, question mark? I'll find it. 92? Hmm, I don't know. 92, yeah. Ah, there we oh go. Oh, my gosh. You're right. David's but, very so, good at that. So, like, yeah. I also think that, like, the genie was mind-blowing and, like, kind of the perfect use of animation as a medium because, like the drawings could keep up with the comedy. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that people, like animation nerds slash people who make animated shows mm-hmm. were like, yes, that that is that is the fun part of animation. But I don't think everybody can do it as well as Disney slash Robin Williams. No, Bob did not, or uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike did not pull that off. Mike doesn't. Yeah. He kind of does, though. Like, I don't think that's his fault. No. You know, like, yeah. when I, because I, for a minute, I, and I did do this because I was like, all right, I'm gonna give Mike a chance, and I just shut my 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 eyes, and I was like, "This isn't bad." Like he is, you can tell he's having a good time. He is switching voices. You can tell it's the same guy, but he's doing accents. He's doing this. He's doing that. You can tell there's a talent behind whatever Mike is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I I think that maybe it, the direction or the art or the writing or something that's where we're missing the mark a little but i don't think that michael donovan is to blame <laughs> no no <laughs> i'm taking no, the it blame was, off it was, it was i the, don't know it was the, it we're was calling you out donovan so. it was the writing more so um yeah okay let's move off of reboot and it all could have been you know what it all could have not been the right it could have been studio network notes and yeah. and like trying to fix that so who knows listen there I was could've... some funny La- stuff hidden in there like the, yeah. the the he like did a commercial for for nothing which I thought uh-huh. was funny. Oh, yeah. There was uh, some stuff. Yeah. There was some stuff. You don't need to. Listen, but, but I'm the also, one who got the tattoo. It's fine. But yeah, that yeah. that character could be like a tight two minutes in your stand-up, but it was just stretched over this entire episode. He's He's better in the rest of the series when he pops up for like a couple of lines and then he's gone. There you go. Um, the problem, yeah. No, I could have shown you something from season uh, three and you would have ended up loving this show. I also think um, that like... But yeah. Sorry, I'm going back no, no, to my no. insane Robin Williams rant. I also think that like... Animation aside, there was kind of a time period in comedy that by the 90s is wearing off, but I I would attribute it more to the 80s, where, like, for lack of a better term, you needed a coked-up energy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, and you know what is very sad is to see those people who were around then now. Yeah. It is is unwatchable, and I... I don't, why would I say any names? But like, it's very, you're very much like, oh my God, I I see what's happening. I see the mechanics of the brain. 
and it just doesn't work yeah. anymore. Yeah, for, for I mean, reason. this is a pretentious term, but we are in a post-Apatow world where, like, <laughs> it's very grounded and very conversational. Yeah. yeah. I would even say post-Seinfeld, actually. Like, his oh, stuff sure. is, is way mm-hmm. more, like, slow and... Uh, brainy again for lack of a better word but you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like comedy just evolved I think yeah Yeah. but these were probably writers rooms of people who were full of cocaine full of cocaine (laughs) piles and piles and stacks and that's my main thesis yes full of cocaine shopping and snorting um or pixie sticks could be either one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, kids' cartoons. Yeah. Um, What's okay. next? So then we had oh, we one had the yours. clock cleaners. Clock cleaners. That's clock what I want to talk about. So that one, I don't know. Again, talking about nostalgia, I don't know if that's good. It's just the type of cartoon from my childhood where it's like a song I memorized. Do you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. All all of them, by the mm-hmm. way, not just David's submissions. I was just so acutely aware of the music and the sound because even in Pepper Ant, like the character will just move back and forth, and the music yeah. will go wah 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 wah. And yeah, you're like, and it's so, it's everything is so attuned to the motion of the lines um, in both of them. And and by the end, and I watched all of these kind of at once over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. and it. It, it's a it's it's a little much. <laughs> it, it, it's a little it's a little much because sometimes the music doesn't. It's not you. It's hard to call it music. It's more like sound effects, but it is made by by a violin. So, mm-hmm. but but it just kind of sits and it it it's very invasive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the music was was pretty. Uh, yeah, a huge part of all of yeah. these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about that with the dot in the line, but that music is very good. So well yeah. scored. Yeah, and yeah. I will say I didn't notice the music even. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's so... Uh, that one was so good. That one yeah. was so good. Um, that one was the best one y'all sent me. Yeah, that was my I know favorite. it's not about Even being... Even compared to all of my stuff, I, know. I love that the most. Well, you weren't, you weren't charged with giving me, like, Oscar-winning <laughs> short films. And I did not. <laughs> 100% no. Um, uh, uh, clock cleaners, I was thrown off by Mickey having full pants. I know, right? <laughs> that really yeah, threw weird off. overalls. Uh, uh, yeah, I... And his eyes. His there eyes are, were very unsettling to me. There are a handful of these old cartoons that's just these three doing a job. Yeah. There's there's this one. There's like uh, I mean, there's the, the ghost hunter one that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. which maybe I should have said. That's a cool one, too. Um, but <laughs> we're oh, not making like, an actual college course. But what is, uh, yeah, what is the series called? They're just Mickey Mouse. They're cartoons. short. Aren't they yeah, like melody, shorts. like something melody? Oh, Mary Melody is, is a Looney Tunes thing, That's not, yeah. a, oh, okay. not yeah. a Disney thing. And that was the other one you sent me. Disney has silly symphonies, but that's also okay. A different but this was just thing. like this was just like here you go. Here yeah, you yeah, no, these were just shorts that they were making. I assume that yeah. played before uh, movies. Yeah, they would cute. usually play. It was like seven minute uh, yeah. little cartoons for everybody. Ahead but this of time. is rare, I think, because a lot of the other cartoons will just focus on one character. Like there are a weirdly large amount of. Pluto cartoons where like Mickey will be there in the beginning and then like leave and then Pluto is there to get frustrated by something. Yeah. Um, But this one, I I like, I like these cartoons because the characters all have like different games, quote unquote. Although you could argue Mickey doesn't really, he's kind of the blandest of all of them. He's trying to get a drunk out of the... Out of the Belfry, felt oh, like. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Goofy had my anxiety going through the roof. Oh, they, yeah. they, like, were not nice to him. No. He was he almost died at least a dozen times. That's his yes. thing, though. Goofy, oh, like, his, I still but remember. They, they had him plummeting to the bowels of the earth. Yeah, that's yeah. 100% Goofy. And you're like, what the? 
A lot that, of his things. Oh, yeah. I love the like the gymnasium one where he's like uh, he's like doing a bunch of goofy things is? at the gym. Oh yeah, yeah. There are a ton of really good goofy cartoons. That's just like him. When did there was a law? I, I, there is a law now, or at least maybe not a law, but a a way of writing that writers in, for cartoons because kids watch them can't write characters who do something to another character that could be done in real life. Yeah, basically. it's like oh. copyable behavior Copyable be- because it's, hmm. it's, it's problematic because kids will do it and yeah. be like, that's co- cool. My favorite yeah. character, Mickey, is doing, or Goofy, is doing that. I'm going to do it, which is why the Peter Rabbit thing where they, they like, what was it? it oh, oh, somebody had aller- blueberry allergies, so they oh. fired blueberries at him. They are like, fuck your allergies. Take these blueberries. <laughs> something like that where they were like, allergies. oh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because yeah. they're like, oh, you have peanut allergies? I'll throw peanuts. Or, you know, it yeah. is, so they got in trouble for mm-hmm. doing that in the animated Peter uh, Rabbit. Greg, uh, Greg Nix, who has been on this show, I was either on this podcast or just us talking about this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. but he, he, he wrote on a Nickelodeon show where, where like, they would come up against that rule, and, like, it was something like they couldn't have a character rollerblade down a hill because that's too dangerous if a kid attempted it so they changed it to like a kid wearing rocket boots going down a hill so like they weirdly had to change it to more dangerous oh, but it's like but kids don't have plausible. access to rocket right. boots so it's yeah. okay and, and like big just things put fireworks like huge, on it. If, yeah. if the hammer's big enough yeah. like yeah. the kid could, couldn't even lift it then that's okay it's just yeah it's weird there's a lot yeah. of but I was gonna say, when did that happen? Or do you even know? Because like this stuff is full of just. I'm gonna walk on a ladder. It's gonna be broken. I'm I gonna think put that my head that in the bell. That was not yeah. until like the rise of TV animation for kids, which was like 60s, 70s. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it was more so with. Um, yeah, it had to be TV because it was. Um, uh, what's the name of that? Uh, those guys who would censor everything. Um, shit. Dummies. Uh, yeah, dummies. Fucking dumb dummies. Uh, fucking dummies on TV. <laughs> uh, I, I like. You know what, what's good about me is I am trying to help you, and yeah. and like simultaneously <laughs> going, you don't know this. <laughs> Stop trying to think of this thing. It's fine. We, we appreciate. We can see how hard you're trying to like, think of this. It's like, oh. I'm gonna help John. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just come out and say um, a thing. Oh man. Oh, uh, standards and practices. Uh, S and P. Yes, S and P. S and P, baby. Uh, it's a it's a department that would basically watch everything and then just oh. censor it as much as they could with whatever like if it was too sexy they're still around um yeah also they affected mighty max a lot uh uh-huh. when we get to that but um yeah they were all over the place and just ruined a potentially could have ruined a bunch of stuff uh, yeah. but there were a lot of writers and animators who were smart enough to be able to get around it and okay. still make something great huh. uh, i did love how like graceful all of the motion was in this uh, episode. I mean, yeah, this is yeah. like... Yeah, it was expert. Yeah. This is deluxe animation here. This oh, is yeah. like peak Disney performance. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, I loved the throwback. I loved, I loved those characters. It's so cool to see that th- those characters are still doing shit today and my nephews yeah. are watching these guys do it it's or yeah. i guess there's mickey's i got i think got so many different personas now like and jobs yeah. professions yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can just throw him he's a race car driver yeah. he's like barbie he can do anything oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mickey's like barbie and and this one is but oh yeah we brought up the music this one the music was very uh it was great catered to the action yeah yeah nice um 
Should we jump into Mighty Max then? Or yeah. Do you yeah. want to save uh, that one? Because <laughs> you liked Mighty Max. I like a lot. Mighty Max. Let's do, Mighty, let's do Mighty Max. Let's do okay. Mighty Max. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think of that one? Um, that it, it was fine. It was fine. I, I wish I liked it more. I could see the sure. allure of it. I did not. I did not. It didn't like blow my mind in a sure. bad way like um, reboot did. This one was easy to follow. You know, a kid at home just it happens to be the one. He's kind of precocious. Yeah. And and like he's so cool. He's so cool. And and I just wanted to slap him so much of the time. He just didn't yeah. want to do anything. Like yeah. he didn't. And and I get that. That's kind of part of the hero's journey. Is yeah. no. But the whole time. Or are we saying no? And it's like, yeah, he, he didn't. He did end up jumping on board very quickly for things. Like, as soon as Virgil gets dragged into that portal, yes. he's like, well, I guess I'm the mighty one. <laughs> we got to go <laughs> yes, back and save him. Yeah, that. Um, oh, Tim Curry is Skullmaster. Yeah. Tim oh, Cur really? Yeah, oh Tim God. Curry was the villain in everything in the 80s and 90s. Also, Mighty Max, it blew my mind to hear the voice of Rob Paulson. As Mighty Max? Who yeah. is... Uh, Pinky, he's, uh, he's Wacko and Yakko, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's been everybody. Well, he has that show on Nerdist, like he's in the building all the That's time. That's right. And, yeah. and everyone goes nuts and they're like, you played my favorite thing and I, yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> and I wish I did because it light, he just lights people's faces up when he does these voices and mm -hmm. I... I want my face to light up like that. And I'm just like, that's a cool voice. I don't yeah. remember or know that voice, um, which uh, is a shame for me. But so they also, pity me. They had uh, Tony J on it, who uh, was Megabyte from Reboot. Uh, he played Skullmaster. <laughs> he was oh, on Rugrats, crossover. Yeah. Crossover. There were a lot of common things that like popped up during mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, the voice acting was just, it was fun seeing those. The owl was great. Yeah. I that don't... was Virgil. Yeah. Yeah, Virgil. Mm -hmm. but, oh, and who played, or did we already say who played him? Or Tony no? J. Uh, Tony oh, J. Oh, Tony J. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. He's an older guy. He's been in everything. And the same with like Pepper Ann. Pepper yeah, Ann's that's a voice that's been around. The voice acting cast is just I, I could see being a kid and loving the show because it's it's like, oh, my mom's not home. Oh my God, I'm like amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like like the, yeah. the, the, from zero to a hundred yeah. really quickly. And and yeah, the animation was cool. The world building was really, really neat. Mm -hmm. He got his own bodyguard, so everything made sense why he could just mm -hmm. be defended. And yeah. then he was the hero at the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this was also like reading into the history of this too that I didn't know. You did research? I did research. <laughs> I know, I prepared. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, this is a first time for I everything. did not do research on this. <laughs> I just watched it and, and was amazed. Um, it was apparently very dark, and this is where standards and practices came in, because they were very, like, against a lot of the stuff that they talked about, because there were, like, characters that were supposedly dying in these, uh, and just, it was so hyper-violent because there, there were lava monsters who were just... They shout things like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, there's a skull master. Oh, <laughs> so that didn't... But that doesn't... I, I can't believe that that's a thing, right? Because it's yeah. an adventure movie, and, and after playing D&D, &D, like, yeah. you just... Are you like, murder, hobo, yeah, I'm going to murder... So that's a thing, though. Yeah. Well, back in For the kids, 90s, For kids, you can't was. say um, that. It was more so back then. It was worse. Um... The 80s and 90s, because 80s uh, is when they had the same thing in comic books, uh, where it's this one division that was just like, you can't do anything weird or crazy. And then they <laughs> went away, and um, basically just that's when the noir-like oh. revolution happened in comic books. Um, so it's, yeah, it was crazy. This thing got canceled uh, without, it got canceled mid-season, didn't get like a way to finish Wait. it. 
Mighty Max. Mighty Max? Yeah. Well, so how many seasons did it get? Uh, I think two. Uh, two and a half? Something, yeah. Or, or one like, and a half. One and a half. Yeah. Also, this And show, why did it get canceled for that reason? Because it was so dark. This was also critically Whoa. acclaimed, apparently. Um, the yeah. other funny thing was that this show um, was created based off of a toy that existed already. So the Mighty Max yeah. toys existed, and they're just like, let's make a show to help like push the toys. Uh, I know that that happens still to this day. Yeah. yeah. But was he one of the first... Uh, it was one because of the best received ones, apparently. Uh, yeah. Like, like a critically. Um, just so his like, toy was a blonde guy with a ball cap. No, it was. It, wasn't it Polly Pockets, but for guys? Yeah, it was little. Really? Yeah. So little like clamshell like. Oh, dioramas. I know Polly Pockets. We had those in Malaysia. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, they <laughs> made them in that Malaysia. You probably also had Mighty Max. Yeah, probably. probably but I remember yeah. Mighty Max. I thought it was. Fucking dope. And so yeah. Mighty Max, it was still the compact with, yeah. with like a yeah. world inside. But it was like you opened a skull and it was yeah. a dungeon. Yeah. Or like a monster and yeah. it had like Virgil Norman and like Mighty Max and like I the probably bad would have liked that more. They're really cool. It was cool. Yeah, you better than Polly Pocket. Probably. <laughs> I probably, yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you go in and she's opening it up into a mall and you're yeah. like, yeah. oh, I guess so, she's going shopping. Because her buying stuff? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. The age of super gendered toys. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Not that it's really improved. Um, David, what did you think of this? I, I want to hear why you thought the animation was bad. I thought that this... It was more rough than I remember like, it. Like rough how, though? It looked I, so Also, cool. I also sense you maybe being yeah. a little bit too apologetic for your choices. I, because, that's, because there were, that's my life, I, I, Amy. I rolled it right into <laughs> Listen, reboot, that's my life. That's, um, that's, real hard. But that's this my was, brand. I mean, okay. <laughs> this, was, this was 1994, right? Something like that, yeah. Uh, I will say that the um, it was more so like uh, the scenes where they're just standing around talking more so. The action I loved. I thought it was done really well mm -hmm. and it felt very smooth and very like action packed when it was like the fights. Good music there too. Good yeah. music in this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. The motion is a little wonky, but like I would argue this is a hot take and I'll see if I can defend it. Okay. I would argue it's more stylized than Batman the Animated Series, which is the same year. What? This is like, this has darker shadows. Like, Batman the Animated Series has a darker color palette, mm -hmm. but it's rare for a character's design to be 50% shadow. <laughs> and yeah. there's a lot of that on oh, yeah. Mighty Max. When uh, Skullmaster comes Skull, out? Yeah, Skullmaster's like just him. glowing eyes and teeth for a lot of this cartoon. Yeah. Um, I just visual. I liked the character design a lot, and I liked how a lot of it looked. And I do think a part of that is is like how '90s it feels. Mm -hmm. Like my yeah. Mighty Max, the character is like that weird hodgepodge of like he's the coolest kid in the world, but also like uh, he he's a little nervous and talking yeah. too much to yeah. this villain. Like I don't know. That's why we could relate to him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just saying one-liners and then succeeding without trying all that yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. <laughs> no, we, yeah, had a, we had a time. I'm not saying that it's as pretty no. as Batman the Animated Series, but yeah. like, I think I think they're like leaning into into a harder style choice. Yeah, it did look. I did appreciate like the backgrounds and stuff. They mm -hmm. were done um, like grandly. 
I still love it. Don't get me wrong. There's a reason why I suggested it, but I am one to apologize for everything. <laughs> okay, fair quickly. enough, fair enough. But yeah, um, that was that was pretty enjoyable for me. Y'all have such an insight into actual, yeah, character design and, and drawing and everything. I also don't have... Mm -hmm. any sort of art background. And, David has and, all that. I oh, don't. Oh, gotcha. He's the artist. anytime I see anybody you, portray look anything... Look at this apartment of yours. You listen, yeah, I you at least appreciate Listen, it. I'm an extrovert by just consuming media is all that it is. Uh, I have too many fandoms and I can just... I'm, I am the embodiment of Mike the TV is what I am. Uh, oh, my God. Everything's making sense now. That's why I picked it. Oh, no. oh my John! God. Oh, Jesus John! Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. You guys talk about this. So, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was delightful. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was crazy. I just remember loving this series and just how... Because it feels like you and your friend... The reason why I suggested it mm -hmm. is it feels like a real life... Like, what if D&D actually happened to you? Totally, yes. Uh, and you got I sucked into it. I could be misremembering this, so if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Okay. But I think it was this show that did a call to action asking kids to design a villain that would be featured in an upcoming oh. episode. And they know. did it. And, uh, and as a young budding artist, it blew my mind to see the like kids drawing you that they showed. And then like the character that ended up on the TV show. And they like, they, they did a good job of like taking the spirit of this kid's crappy drawing and like doing it in, it in the like stylized Mad Max Style. Oh my god! That's M awesome. Mighty Max. Sorry, Mighty Max. Or, yes. Or, no, you're right. Mighty Max. Max. No, okay. it had a little different bit Max. <laughs> different <laughs> extreme and cool Max. Uh, one of Less these guns. had a little bit taken away from uh, Mad Max too. Yeah. Uh, like Norman's design was a little bit like Very, that. Yeah, the weird shoulder thing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, that sort of like uh, end of the world kind of dystopian yeah. look to him. Um, but yeah, I just remember like Norman was really cool when I was a kid and just like oh my god he destroys everything mm -hmm. uh, but he still loses and needs Max the funny little kid to help him uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. you love it yeah listen all of these are coming back just like oh yeah I wished I could have been all of these people uh, even Pepper Ann I wanted to be like Pepper Ann because she was the opening is still sorry. one of the best openings. Sorry, you're it, talking about Pepper Ann. Yeah. I, was, I was talking about oh, the insane Mighty opening of Mighty Max of like going down the tunnel of the oh, cave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen, I didn't know we would bond this much over Mighty Max, yeah. but we will after this. Um, anything else to say about Mighty Max? It's really good. I, like, yeah, I don't know what a reboot would look like, honestly. I mean, I, uh, Ask Hector and I in a week after we design God, it. I would <laughs> love... And you'll draw it. This is why, I'm again. We're talking about I'm talking about nostalgia a lot, but mm -hmm. like I feel like what I would want is them to 100% keep it in this time period and keep it like super 90s. But I don't think that's As what Zany. kids want to watch. No, no, no. That's what we want to. That's watch. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want to see like. But I'm 100% down to help you make show, this show, <laughs> but with an enormous budget for the animation Let's to be fucking great. Yeah, okay, no problem. Okay, perfect. Great. Yeah. great, we're doing it. Um, yeah, half the, notes job, my, half the notes on my phone are just reboot stuff that I want to reboot and how I would change it to be... Yeah, that's you're gonna reboot the show. Reboot. That's so, yeah, that's so cute. They Most tried to do karaoke that. songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did. Oh, side note, they did reboot. Reboot. Uh, in no, the, they did In the worst possible way. Oh. It just got released this year. <gasps> what? 
Yeah, it's live action. What? Half they, live action, half CG. Oh my god, I might have to just check that out. It's they basically so tried to turn it into Power Rangers. It was like high school oh. kids so who, bad. who I, are like, we need to join the reboot team. Yeah, it's very horrible. Um, yeah, I still have not watched it. I watched the trailer several times and just like openly wept. Yeah. Um, don't hey, don't yeah, do hey. It's okay. I hey. need to suffer um yeah no it's it's very terrible um give yeah i might well yeah maybe i won't watch it listen watch watch that and then watch like season the second half of season two (laughs) and season three of reboot Mm -hmm. and then then i'll be on your level yeah (laughs) yeah first season did not hold up what um and and then we we jump back over to david and we had uh, Another oh, uh, glorious the one. droopy, the shooting oh. of Dan Magoo. Oh yeah, so that that's a cartoon that could get hard me too. Oh, big time, <laughs> very oh, much God. so. You yeah. mean the cover of David's book that he brought? Oh, that's right. Yeah, there yeah. she is. There she is, and and the man, the the wolf dragging her off, dragging her off, but also banging, like harming himself yeah. Yeah. because he's so horny for her. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> I don't know if you understand men, but we immediately become that way oh anytime there's a woman around. We have to, we have to yeah. run into walls and bang our heads with mallets. Uh, and then yeah. like pick up a table and smash it you into the ground a million times. You got yes. It, it captures the That's essence so of men. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is a crazy cartoon. This mm-hmm. also brings up a thing that I feel like just on this podcast we keep returning to is that we often forget cartoons weren't always explicitly just for children. Yeah. 100%. Like Tex Avery in particular, who directed this cartoon, did a lot of cartoons for the purpose of sending them overseas to keep the troops happy. Yeah. Okay, now really? this all makes sense. Which helps justify why there's a like sexy dance number for no reason. Right. Um, yeah. And why there's like this wolf character that they like can relate to. Who's every Marine. Who, yeah. 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 So this one is less explicit with the army connections, but there are a lot that are I just mean, straight well, up. Well, the show is. It says Marine Corps, oh, Navy. Yeah. They and went through all the yeah. branches. Army, uh, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this, but I mean, that's how that, USO like performances were. It's just yeah. a bunch of people in the, a bunch of military men just shouting at women on stage. Mm-hmm. Not caring about like the performance as much as oh look, there's something that's not a man, that's not a man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know what the equivalent at the time was to standards and practices, but whatever it was, <laughs> was more lax. Oh, it was when later it was on. Stuff that they were sending. Yeah, they this did. The 80s. There were some requirements. Yeah. For for cartoons at this time period, but no because commies. they were sending them was overseas no during then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were given way more. Uh, freedom to get body. And I mean, I guess it was good because <laughs> never say that. Again. Beca- body. Get some body, body but yeah. the the uh, the underdog was oh, Droopy Magoo. <laughs> droopy. droopy Magoo. He he winds up winning, so that's good. You so know, that's yeah. good. Question mark. The, yeah, that like. The, but you see, there's some of that in him too. Yeah. Yeah, no, he bangs his head. Yeah. He does at the end. But more like, respectfully, Wah. yeah. It's just bonkers <laughs> yeah. to me. I'm like, it's why, bonkers. Are, why are you harming yourself? Why did you choose this, David? Um, I Tex Avery is one of those people. I mean, as as I mentioned before, this book, forward by William Hanna, introduction by Chuck Jones. Like Tex Avery is one of those people who had a huge effect on the medium, but I don't think a lot of people know who he is. Sure. Um, 
the the more contemporary examples, the movie The Mask is very heavily influenced by these Tex Avery cartoons. You mean from the actual wolf that they have? The actual wolf. <laughs> yeah. The, and what's her name? Uh, Cameron Diaz doing yeah. like a, a dance similar. Roger oh, yeah. Rabbit. 100%. Pays, pays hard tribute to this. Yeah. Um, and Tex and Chuck, Chuck Jones, who did the dot in the line, they like grew up in the animation biz together and like had very different approaches even though they really respect each other and learned a lot from each other. Tex Avery was uh, was also a huge stickler for timing but cared less about character and was just joke driven. Yeah. And like I think very that's very physical and aside from how like these are not the most woke cartoons in the world. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh yeah. they they don't hold up in that regard but the like the the Pacing and relentlessness of the jokes is crazy. Well, he, he's got punchlines written. Like yeah. that was really interesting. Like his sign, <laughs> yeah. like little signs. The that, little signs throughout the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like <laughs> just really calling just out yeah, stuff. just calling out stuff. And yeah. the signs didn't come from anywhere. But yeah, no. Yeah, uh, that was great. Oh my god. This was insane. I love, yeah, the grave digger who was just adding like totals to like the oh, death yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, dark. It started, that's how it started yeah, out. Like yeah. they were like, no, no deaths in this town, or population of this town. And then it, the numbers just trickle down. Yeah. They're like, okay. It's also I'm worth funny. mentioning that this is a parody of a short story called The Shooting of Dan McGrew, not McGrew. McGrew. Yeah. From Spell of the Yukon and Other Verses by Robert W. Service. It should have been the shooting of Dan Madroopy. Magoo. No, Madroopy. Oh. I don't know if Droopy was, like, enough of a name at this time. I don't even know why they had him in it, because he was, like, he could have been any character. I mean, these three was kind of, they were, like, a rotating cast that Tex Avery would just plunk into Put different into circumstances. Yeah. Well, I like Droopy. Yeah. I like Droopy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's my guy. He's, he's my boy. My guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he pull, they pull that giant knife on him. It's insane. It's yeah. just so... Oh, here we go. And he Army does, influences. He, he kills everybody at that bar, and they all get up and take their shots anyway. Yeah, that's uh, a great gag. Again, uh, not for kids. So much murder. So much murder. No Droopy. Uh, was that the first time the wolf? Oh appeared? yeah, th- this was like just wordplay. It was puns mm-hmm. upon oh, puns. so many puns. Visual puns. Yeah. Foot in the grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of written for, commentary. For no so literal in yeah. everything that they did. It gets very meta, uh, which again, like there's like slight differences in their approach. Chuck Jones would have characters like Bugs and Daffy talk directly to camera. Yeah. But like Tex takes it to an even more heightened degree where they're like talking about the fact that they're in a cartoon. Like the bartender is like, I'm standing here for the rest of the picture. Yeah. Don't even, like, don't worry Blocking about it. Blocking off the yeah. naked lady picture. There's one, yeah. I don't remember which cartoon it is, but there's a Tex Avery cartoon where a character is running so fast they skid off of the film. Oh, the frame, yeah. So, so like the camera pans and you see like the, the, oh, the, film strip. Oh. the film is still oh, rolling yeah. in the Super camera meta. doing weird shit like that oh there's one sorry I'm, I'm no, really yeah, going go for it. there's one where like f- 
for for like a solid minute, it looks like there's a hair stuck in the film, and it's uh, yeah. never addressed. And yeah. it, it, it very realistically looks like there's just a hair caught in the projector. And then the character stops what's doing, looks at it, and plucks it, <laughs> and then moves on with the rest of the cartoon. That's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. fucking crazy. I, I love that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, this was, this was also really great. Yeah. I, I, I had a good time. It just is, you know... I mean, you gotta like puns, and you gotta like real, real sexy dancing ladies, real sexy yeah. dames, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some real good bitches. Okay, um, <laughs> I said it, so it's okay. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> oh, I've been sitting on that. Yeah, one I don't know I if know. these cartoons stand the test, test of, of time. time, but they were definitely influential. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can uh, see that. Yeah, I mean that's history. And was this was, <laughs> that's history. was this a Looney Tune? No, this was MGM, oh, okay. uh, but there was a lot of cross crossover. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. Pepper Ann. Who, when you said you loved the opening of Pepper Ann, that's or I thought you said you loved the opening of Pepper Ann. Or oh, I did. We no, you did. Yeah. Uh, oh, you did. Yeah. Where they just rhyme Ann the, with any word. The that theme they can song think of. for it. <laughs> the theme song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is still like, if you ask people, that's one of the more like memorable theme songs from the nineties. Really? Ever yeah. since watching it, it's stuck in my stuck head. Stuck in your head because yeah. you sent us that episode. It's been stuck in my head forever. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's your All fault. All I remember is not the sorry. Also, they have that couch gag at the end of every uh, every intro where she finds something different under that desk uh, at the end oh, of the theme song. I can't even remember what she Didn't found. She found that. $5. Oh. Hey, uh, yeah. that's a boring one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different thing every time. Yeah. Um, she needed it, though, yeah, this no. episode. Yeah. She needed um, $5. What did you think of Pepper Ann? Um, yeah, I mean, I get, I get, I get it. I, I wouldn't, I, I get it. Uh, it's so hard. I understand I, I just, it conceptually. Yeah, I, I wouldn't watch it now, but I, I sure. would have totally have been into this. Sure. Like as a kid, I, mm-hmm. I'm mad that, that that didn't exist. I, again, I, I don't know why you would make the main character so abhorred. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's like, oh, we can relate to that because we're nerds at school, which I mm-hmm. definitely was. But I don't, I, I, I don't know what my reaction to that would have been. Like, oh, I want to watch a character like me who mm-hmm. actually comes out on top in, in the end. Or mm-hmm. I can't stand watching this. They're being so mean to her. This is triggering me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I, yeah. I, do, I just don't know how, what the reaction was. Uh, it's good to know that now. <laughs> uh, after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> after triggering nice, for John. 20 full minutes. Yeah, real nice. <laughs> no, but it was, um, yeah, it was really fun and... and Random. It it, it mm-hmm. reads a little more like a sitcom with an A, and definitely a B, maybe a C story. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just stuff doesn't really work out for her until it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I chose it was um, for a few different reasons. It's a uh, first off, it's the first Disney show created by a woman, and like that was not the main reason, but I found this out after. Cool. Um, and fully, like almost completely staffed by women too, like the director. Oh hell yeah! And mm-hmm. just. All the writers. It was pretty I crazy. I didn't know that. Um, Maybe do that again, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> no, it listed off like the ones after that. And it's just like, and then this one happened like 10 years later. And it's Jeez. just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sounds uh, right. Sounds yeah. right for the animation industry. Uh, right and sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's the, it was essentially, the reason I picked it was it's a, uh, like a young teenage girl who's got a wild imagination uh, and you see that with like the thing, like she has all these flashes during the episode of right. her doing like all this fantastical stuff. So it felt Mighty Max ish like that. Totally. Um, and very like Recess and some of the other shows that I had like on a list of 
Like I wrote down a list of things, potentials to give you for these. Oh, apart awesome. from well, we'll uh, have to do another episode where you yeah. like teach me more. Listen, your season two's finale too. Two, great. <laughs> um, yeah, until we finally bring you up to like 2018. <laughs> well, I I will cartoons. say it did remind me when I did start watching cartoons. I, I think it was I think the first ones I did uh, were around Rugrats and Doug, and it reminded mm-hmm. me a lot of Doug. Yeah, yeah. because it's, yeah. it's I mean I guess Doug's high school. Or is he middle school? Uh, he was middle school, too. Is he too. middle school? I, I don't can't remember. remember. But, he ends up going to high rem- school on Disney. Oh, that's right. There oh. were a yeah. few different versions of Doug. Yeah. Right. Disney, but, ABC picked him up after Nickelodeon canceled it. So, And then he went to like high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was it weird. It was very bad. They made some like bold chase changes that like I'm not sure. They sexualized <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. But Thank- they like arbitrarily made one of the characters very rich. Yeah. Right? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Roger Klotz. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, their asshole character. But he who uh, was voiced by Danny Cooksey, who's in this too. Oh wow! And playing the complete opposite of every character he's ever played. Is he the chill? It's Milo. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I like Milo as I, yeah, a character. I like also, diversity in this too. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Which, surprise. That's what happens when you put a woman in charge. I don't know. Who will make okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we should do it again for another ten years. <laughs> oh. Okay. But yeah, this um, was really really fun, and I I I. Mm-hmm. I this is the one that I regret the most not having had access to when you were younger uh, th- of the ones that you sent me and I don't oh, know okay. if it had to do with the girl I, d- I don't know maybe it is that it's a female character well they did I have I remember watching it mm-hmm. just a, sorry just a no, testament to like to how good the show was like I don't think that it mattered to me as a kid that that she was female I remember watching yeah. the show and enjoying yeah. it that's what the uh, and they like interviews with the creator were just like uh, she's just a like an interesting dynamic main character who happens to be a girl. Yeah, right. Uh, is the way they described it. And the same thing like her sister um, Moose. Uh, you we can't didn't even see much of her no, this episode. No, maybe you, we never do. I don't know. She was the one skateboarding around, and you okay. couldn't tell. Uh, and they have her very androgynous for a reason because like you can't tell if it's her sister or not unless they actually say it. Gotcha. She's just skateboarding everywhere, just has like a very androgynous look and it's just very sage in everything that she does and <laughs> says. Um, but the best like description I found online was, uh, I read two articles <laughs> about that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, doing research. I did Thank so you, much John. research. Doing some Thank research. You. If I, I was going like to be a professor, I needed, wow. to, I needed to up my game. Class dismissed. Uh, <laughs> but they broke we down. Right, now, right here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, they put down the like formula, and it very much makes sense. Pepper Ann is presented a moral dilemma, chooses the wrong decision, faces the consequences, and learns a lesson, uh, which is yeah. every episode. Mm-hmm. It's just the same thing over and over again. Not to mention it dealt with puberty, divorce, dating, moral ambiguity, racism, death, gender roles, inequality, and unemployment. I, I feel like there was an episode where she dealed with having to buy a bra for the first time. Also, one of the really? ones that got them in trouble with standards and practices. Yeah, because then she like yeah. starts seeing boobs everywhere. Am I getting yeah. this right? <laughs> no, one hundred percent. And that one, that one got a TVYA like rating. Everything else was like oh, TV. Wow. Yeah, I remember that though, and I think it was because I was like, first of all, just like it was kind of crazy that I was seeing a cartoon. About boobs. boobs, but yeah. also I, I think it kind of blew my mind because I was like, oh, girls go through different things, right? That, and I'm like getting that perspective of yeah. 
puberty. It was because somebody made a joke about like asking her if she wanted like uh, breasts for like chicken cutlets or like something to that regard. And she's like, oh, yeah, I wish I did. And then it's her just going down a rabbit hole of like imagining that until it like fixes it at the end. You it's very strange. Don't, or maybe you do. Who knows? But do you know that girls wear training bras? Yeah. You do, yeah. You do I think that? it's her getting a train. Am I right? Probably. Well, and the, yeah. the training bra means there's nothing to hold up yet. You're just <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of getting comfortable because eventually you will have to. Yeah. Wear this thing that is on your chest all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a goddamn straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's get used to it. <laughs> uh, great. Start them young. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that's not cool to that you guys mention, do that. Yeah. It's cool that they tackled that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah. That was yeah. I guess this one is less it's more lighthearted because it's just like zit on the forehead. Yeah. Um, but it did feel real. It felt like, oh yeah, this is a situation that and then, you would go through. And the mom is so annoying. But she was a great character too. And All she the was characters a single felt like mom really... too. Like it yeah. dealt with divorce with that because her oh, okay. dad That's is right. gone. She's a business owner and just yeah. She got too many sarongs. No, what were they? Yeah, sarongs. Yeah, sarongs, yeah. Like a random storyline. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird C plot. I also yeah. love Milo being like, call the police. <laughs> like, very Milo. upset. Uh, not to mention Don Adams is in this. It's Maxwell Smart from Get Smart. Oh, shit. He plays the principal. Yeah. Uh, and I say that because I grew up on Nick at Night. You so, sure did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, uh, oh, you were talking about the music in this. Yeah. I, I also noticed it. Because uh, the it theme does song the, over and over the theme again song as well, yeah. but the the <laughs> scoring and how much it punctuates the action yes. and the emotions, yeah. Yeah. And, and I just sort of appreciated like how gentle I guess this cartoon was. Like even the music, even though it was very present, it sort it like it was just sort of there in the background. And like even though this cartoon would heighten to like pretty insane stuff, mm-hmm. like the the surgeons. Oh yeah. Turn it like when she thinks everyone's looking at her, we right. it heightens to like s- surgeons stopping surgery and like a surfer. Oh, yeah, yeah. The dancers. You know what I'm talking about? Stops. Yeah. So yeah. like even though this show gets bird. crazy, yeah. it never felt like uh basically like Mike the TV like aggressively weird. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. It yeah. still felt weirdly uh, Soothing, subtle. Like, I don't. Yeah, subtle. But even though it's not, well, I don't know. Also yeah. It has a good like, tone. You yeah, did, yeah. You yeah, didn't know what was that. reality in a lot of this. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it took it took like the fifth one of the stopping ones for me to be like, oh wait, this isn't part of the scene. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, all these people are stopping as a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but some of them like weren't. Like some of them yeah. actually happened. It's just yeah. like, wait, what was true? In this? Yeah. Like I forgot about that. Well, yeah, because uh, Milo, Milo's painting or his submission for the yearbook was the scream yeah. but then that like translates into the next scene and you never really get a conclusion no. on that no. but he definitely drew a scary picture <laughs> to submit for the yearbook yeah <laughs> uh yeah no it's it's really crazy not to mention the the mom a lot of the voice acting in this was crazy too mm-hmm. the mom has been in like every cartoon ever made who's she uh, April Winchell. Ah, uh, good old Ape. Uh, Apey mm. Winch. Who Frame, <laughs> from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? She's oh. Mrs. Herman. Uh, oh. You know, Baby Herman's mom. Yeah. Uh, she's in Gravity Falls and just like every show that's ever been on Disney, she has voiced wow. some character. She on was it. great. You could yeah. tell. She was, yeah, she yeah. was great. Um, but yeah, and Pepper Ann was one of the first, is supposedly like one of the first like animated feminist characters too. So. Pretty dope. Yeah. 
Cool so, hair too. Yeah. Cool hair. Cool hair. Yeah. Cool hair. Yeah. Cool hair. Pepper cool and cool whip. Cool whip. Whip. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, so I hope you took notes because all of this is on the final. I um, I did. I know everything. <laughs> Chuck Jones, um, mm-hmm. Tex Avery, yes. um, April, AP Winch. AP yes. Winch Winch. Yes, AP Winch Winch. Uh, and, um, and Mike the TV, so I know everything. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, any questions on anything? Telephone. Uh, I won't get that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that uh, AP Winch? Yeah. AP? Oh, she wants royalty. So versatile. Listen to her. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hardly recognize her. She's in everything, including this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, questions wait, about anything? Oh, do I have any questions? I guess, yes. Here's, here's I think, a good like final question. Why did I do this? What is <laughs> the difference between when people say I'm an 80s cartoon kid and a 90s cartoon kid? What do you think is the biggest difference between those genres hmm. or time periods of cartoons? Start off. I think <laughs> that the 80s has a reputation of being very uh, merch-driven. That's what I was going to say. Uh, there was, a, like, the biggest hits were probably things like Transformers. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turts. And all of them were just a bunch of toys. It was the birth of okay. the term toyetic. Yeah. Which uh, was a way that studios would give notes to their artists by saying, could you make this more toyetic? Which basically meant like we, the real money we're making is in action figures. Design action figures to be the characters in your TV show. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, that's so I think, which and is I'm why sure that there are some gems from the 80s, but I think it has a negative connotation because there was so much Commercial. It wasn't story driven more than anything. It was very much just like, uh, here's a new character who's on this week's episode. That's why G.I. Joe had like a million characters, like a million characters that you just, and like every show had a new vehicle on it. Yeah. Just, it was insane. It's just like, we need to go through the desert, so we need a different desert vehicle. Yeah. Um, and Ninja Turtles had a bunch of villains that would just come up. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Those Ninja Turtles action figures were so cool. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it, it worked. It worked. Um, yeah. But 90s was more... Is Ninja Turtles 80s or 90s? Uh, it was 89. Oh, right on that cusp. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, it started off... Yeah. Like, the comic book was in the 80s, too. Yeah. Um, 89 was the movie, so the first movie. So, wow. yeah. Look at this guy doing the there's research. There's Ninja job. Turtle up there. Hey, okay. Um, or four of them all up there. Hey. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, how would you define 90s? It's a good question. 90s, uh... Zany? 90s, there was, I think, a little bit of a renaissance, uh, because both Spielberg and Disney got into the game. Mm-hmm. Disney was like afraid of TV animation for a while because they thought it was beneath them. They thought that like the the low budgets they would need would uh, make it like, bad. Yeah, like make the company look bad. Uh, but also, that's so bougie. It's very yeah. yeah. It's 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 weird of them. But then like they had a huge runaway hit with Ducktales. Yeah, which I think was sort of like the beginning of their 
the goldenish age of TV. And then at the same time, kind of Spielberg was like, what if I get into animation? And that's how we got Animaniacs and Tiny Toons yeah. and a bunch of other Pinky and the Brain as an offshoot. But it's also like two different camps too, because like one of the other staples for the '90s was Nickelodeon. Oh my God! Of course, Nickelodeon. And Nickelodeon was very much into giving you characters that were relatable. Oh, that's a very good point. Nickelodeon yeah. kind of pioneered the idea of a creator-driven show, yeah. where like they would have artists come in and pitch concepts, as opposed to a lot of what happened in the '80s, which was like, we how can property. we turn this into toy? Yeah, like, yeah. what is the that's IP it. that we can own and create merch for? Yeah. So are you and are you guys? Like so, you guys are '90s cartoons. Guys. I'm a '90s baby. '90s boys. Uh, yeah, okay. we're '90s, but heavily influenced by everything before then. Yeah, too. yeah, um, yeah. Because the stuff you sent me had to have been '70s. Yeah. Or, well, I. Or they're older too. I also grew up yeah. without much TV, which of course resulted in me being obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so a lot of this I didn't get to watch unless I was like at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're just always at a friend's house. Yeah, so I, yeah. so yeah, I grew up at other That's people's homes. <laughs> but I was allowed to like own VHS tapes of classic Mickey Mouse cartoons or Bugs oh, okay. Bunny cartoons. Yeah. Interesting. Um, stuff like that. I was a weirdo. Yeah, and TV was my father, from what I remember. <laughs> 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 there every night, always talking to me, uh, tucking me into bed. Um, yeah, no, and then... Yeah, I grew up, like I said, I grew up watching Nick at Night, which was a lot of like older shows like I Love Lucy and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that, like my mom would bring home VHSs of like older cartoons, uh, like 80s cartoons and like the golden age of like Disney and like Tex Avery cartoons and just all that stuff. So that's that's how I've got. Yeah. Oh. Those were the days. Yeah. Those yeah. were the days. I mean, your cousins. Are Did you have you. like a favorite of the of the VHSs? Or we watched Maya the Bee. Like that was the, the one for that you. We just never stopped watching Maya the Bee. And my, on the way here, when I was talking to my mom, she was like, "I could not stand Maya's voice." <laughs> but it was very painful. <laughs> they taught you about pollination mm-hmm. and the different insects and the names and how oh, like nature works. Side and note, I was like, we forgot to mention the shoehorned uh, history lesson. Oh, at the end oh, of Mighty Max? Oh, yeah, that was like, yeah. what, a, what a nice little surprise. I, did lo- I, f- I was going to come back to that, but I forgot to. So your parents would have let you watch just the ending of I Mighty yeah. Max? I guess so, <laughs> I guess much. so. Uh, but you had to watch the rest of the episode so you knew what they were talking also, about. Also, Mighty Max had beautiful voices. Like, yeah. every voice, there, there's no, like, screechy, like, Pepper Ann, I, I think my mom would not have liked. Probably because, so of the, because of the screechy <laughs> yeah. character. But Even though it taught, like, a lot of good absolutely, life lessons. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, the, well, the way my mom dealt with um, sex, we weren't, we didn't go to the sex ed class in fifth grade or anything like that. The way my mom dealt with it is she hid a book of, called The Period Book in, on our bookshelf and I think just hoped, like, I think that's she just kept her, mode. kept her fingers crossed. You guys were basically homeschooled, I feel like. Um, I mean, Malaysia was the school when we joined. It was me, my twin sister, and two other girls. And then when we left that was the four whole years school? later, that was it. Wow. It, because it was an expat school. And these, these um, like my dad's co workers needed schools for his kids. Yeah. But they were like, we're not going to hire a teacher. We're not, the company's not going to pay for a teacher for only two kids. So we started school early, actually, um, uh-huh. just to make the quota of four kids. 
But then when we left, the school had grown to 13 kids. So we had... Wow, wow, so wow. I say assimilated and like mm-hmm. culture shock, you're like seven, eight years old and right. all of a sudden your school has been 13 kids large. Yeah. Now your class is 30 children and you, and and they're, they're talking about stuff that you just don't know. Like, I didn't know who Elvis Presley was. I got made fun of that. There were just things that people just knew by hanging around each other. So it was, it, it was a long period of trying to get catch up yeah it wasn't wow. just like immediately oh okay i'll figure this out were like there things years. that you prioritized in that catch up? like do you remember was there anything where you're yeah, like i need to figure out what this is I, I, it was middle school it was middle school and and it was pop music because mm. because you just sing the, those songs they play them at dances um mm-hmm. people are yeah quoting the lyrics and, and it was one of those things like okay i gotta catch up and i would I would record the radio and listen to the radio just on a Walkman all the time wow. because I just needed to know, like, I don't want no scrub. I need to know all the lyrics. So uh, I gotta uh, be warned about scrubs. And, and Britney Spears, I, I just it's had funny, to know. It's funny because, like, the image of a kid doing that is like, oh, man, kids love music. But for you, it was like, I need to learn what this is. And I need to. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part of that, too, at Nerdist where I'm like, okay, like, okay, I'm going to go on the show. I'm going to learn some cartoons. And then maybe I can talk to them about, you know. <laughs> um, although, you didn't put Batman the animated series and that was one of the ones uh, I probably need to get into I probably need to just based on you know my job these days <laughs> you don't need good. us for that you already know that you yeah. that's true that's, true. that's yeah. already out there yeah. yeah we needed more pretentious stuff to oh, show yeah. you <laughs> well you nailed it you nailed it we nailed um, it uh, we did it uh, you did it thank you for coming on yeah, of yeah thank you for this weird one this, this, yeah. ex- this was an experiment yeah uh, I think it went great yeah this is this is a pass fail class though okay yeah. so, well, uh, when do I find out we'll be in touch <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know. Uh, we're sorry you went from two students down to one student. <laughs> um, and it's just a, us just talking to you about what yeah, to I, learn. I'm so uncomfortable, which makes me very comfortable, if that makes sense. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> this sure. is my comfort zone. Uh, Total awkwardness. Um, yeah, we'll have, if you want to come back next season, we can do Batman the Animated Series. Well, and we can do whatever that. you want, but yeah, it, it's kind of cool. It's like this. Yeah. Thing that I, that everyone else in my life knows about that I mm-hmm. just mm, yeah missed the boat on yeah yeah so we could do it yeah we could do it again the education of Amy Vore well also <laughs> you guys get to like share a lot I was gonna say yeah this, this felt more like it was for us Ixnay <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh sorry I mean you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. This was all for you. Thank no, you so much. I had much. a great time. I had a great time. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. Um, what do you have to plug? Well, I do a podcast with my sisters. Uh, it's called Twin Sister, Twin Sister. And it's just about how, yeah, really diverse we are. So oh, wow. a lot of the times it's just us talking about the, like, the conflicts we've had to deal with in our week, which definitely are different because my twin sister has three kids and, and works in the oil industry. Angela lives in Argentina, which is getting to be a third world country yeah. real fast, especially mm-hmm. with the inflation problems. Yeah. And then Amanda is a scientist slash ballroom dancer slash really crafty uh, girl um, running half marathons in Austin. Whoa. And then I'm out here. Are you guys all superheroes? I know. I was going to say, <laughs> what's going on? I know. It's, <laughs> we were all very competitive. <laughs> that uh, sounds you can cool. Check that out. Uh, it's it's twin, sister, twin Sister on on iTunes and Google Play. Awesome. And uh, other than that, you can find me and all the stuff that I'm doing on the internet. I tweet about it at Vorpal Sword, and that is mm-hmm. on Nerdist Ge- Geek and Sundry and Saving Throw are kind of my main, my main squeezes. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. 
David. Hello. <laughs> uh, what do you got to plug again? It's still August, so that <laughs> means there's still new episodes of Space Kid and Cat on the Nickelodeon YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, web series that me and Greg Nix, a uh, friend of the show, um, made together. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Also, depending on when this comes out, there's also probably fun, weird uh, social media stuff that we're doing on the Nickelodeon uh, Instagram. Instagram. Ah, so cool. check it out. Yeah. Uh, and I will accentuate your plugs because I got nothing to plug. Oh, nice! You, uh, you on like on messages, you held your button, yes. you held your finger on that text, mm-hmm. and you selected the. It's the it's impact. Of, yeah, it's the impact. slam. Yeah, you slammed. You slammed it. I slammed it. Okay, you great. upvote slammed. Yes. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, be sure to... Sh- yeah, I'm at Nerdy Batman, so go ahead and go. let me know anything, and I will probably like it in support of anything you post. So, it's true. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if I stop liking, that's how you know I've died. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, keep an uh, eye I've out, warned, folks. I've warned my mom about it, okay. <laughs> so she knows. Um, but yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you for that's joining such us, a Amy. Discerning, <laughs> that's so discerning. I either like it or I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Pretty how you can tell I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for joining us. It was thank so much you. fun. Um, yeah, and we'll see you. What was the name? Goodbye, my cane makers. <laughs> Goodbye, arcade makers. We'll see you next season. <laughs> Bye. 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 This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.